And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. And I'm James. <laughs> no Luke. That was actually quasi Yeah. Normal. No, it wasn't. <laughs> there I don't know. <laughs> Who do you got with you tonight? No one. All right. No Question for you guys. What? Your fantasy football draft is tomorrow. Yeah. Which one of you is going to win the league? Oh. Me. Me. No, oh. no, he's not. So, James, with your friend Nolan here, are you willing to give us any of your draft strategy, or is this classified information? Classified. Classified. I ain't giving you nothing. Okay. Do you know who has the higher pick between the yeah, two? Yeah, who's got the... Fr- nope. who, when are you going to find out? Um, probably tomorrow. Tomorrow? tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, James, you have the number... Let's just make up a hypothetical. You have the number one pick. Who are you taking? I don't know. You don't know? Your draft is tomorrow. You guys did research. Well, like, I listened yeah. to the two of you draft teams. Okay, Nolan looks like he's got an answer. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. There we go. <laughs> That's the right answer. If you need help during the draft, text Brent. <laughs> I don't have his don't text me. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Hey, how'd football practice go this week, boys? Oh, yeah. Good, good. Yeah? Hey, yeah, that started. Started. This is all sticking this is, up on me. I mean, like, it's still 100 degrees out, so it doesn't really feel like there's a football game on Saturday. Brent texted today and was like, hey, we're doing the pod tonight because we do it on, you know, Sundays now. And I was in my head thinking, we have one more week to wait. We don't even do this. And then it didn't dawn on me until he was here setting up that, oh, we have a game on Saturday. We, <laughs> like football season has started. It's here. Even mom knew that. I know. Mm. I was trying to get my tailgate stuff in order. What do you know about the team we're playing this week? Um, that they will win. They will win. Right. There you go. Worse than okay. the Fair. All right. Fair. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, <laughs> uh, let's jump into a few things. Are there any questions for James that we need answered while he's here? Oh, let Maybe. me open up the old Egris here and see if there's something there. I didn't, um, I didn't see anything. I don't think I saw anything. Oh, boy. Yeah, we got a good one from CDA. Um, um, While he's looking at those, and then he'll flip over to Twitter, a listener wanted to know what is your favorite position in football? I don't know. It ain't center, Dad. It ain't center. (laughs) (laughs) It's not following in Dad's footsteps? Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) I was a center. Yeah. You get used to the guy sticking his hands in your butt. (laughs) That's what center is. I've been stunner for one practice. <laughs> that was I enough? I used to it. <laughs> Takes more than one practice. It does. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Although I will say, you and I are, we're different stature. I've always been a big kid. I don't, you know, it made sense for me to be a center. So you're saying I'm small? No, I mean, I'm saying you're not fat. <laughs> so you're saying you're fat? <laughs> well, I'm not small, so. <laughs> Isn't that saying <laughs> You're a little easier to move. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> I like it. Nolan, what's your favorite position? Uh, QB or safety. Oh, safety. Ooh, there yeah, we go. I like it. Glamour positions. I yeah. like it. All right. All right. So, um, James, we need you to make your picks for the Big Sky this week. So let me pull oh, yeah. it up and get to the right week so I don't mess anything up. First of all, for the record, we all would have picked Idaho State to lose this week, and lose yes. they did. Do You watched a little bit of that game, didn't you? Um, Yeah, before I had to go to the Grizz Volleyball did, game. Did you? Was there any takeaways from Idaho State? We play them this year. <gasps> Be better. Do you know that Idaho State has 51 new players this year? Like, wow. that, is, that is huge turnover. So <laughs> do they have like 102 players? Uh, something like that. How was the Grizz volleyball game? It wasn't good. They lost. <laughs> but they played 
They played like a, a a good team though. It was like one. It was UC one of their Davis. bigger playoffs, playoff games. Oh, it was Davis. It Why wasn't playoff. They, it, they just they had no, but it was round like, robin tournament. Oh, okay, okay. All right, never mind. Yeah. I was thinking something um, different. Let's go through the through the games. All right, so Western yeah. Oregon is at Weber State. Weber State, All Northern right. Arizona versus Arizona State. Arizona State. All right. Yeah. So did you pick? So you pick Arizona State. Yes. So we pick Weber State, Arizona State, Portland State's at San Jose State. That's tough. Oh, I don't think I need mom's computer. Um, San Jose State. I think that's the right answer. Cal Poly is at Fresno State. Fresno State. All right. Uh, Northwestern State is at Montana. (laughs) I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. (gasps) Grizzlies. All right. Um, Tennessee State University, who I've never heard of, is at Eastern Washington. You've never heard of Tennessee State. Have you? Yeah. This is incredible. This is a conversation for another time. <laughs> Who's going to win that game? Eastern. Yep. <clears throat> All right. After one of their only wins. I was going to say, that's going to be their games. win, and then they've got a tough that's stretch. Long road. All right. UC Davis is at Cal. Wait, what? Oh, California. Yep. Yeah. Cal- California. All right. Houston Baptist is at Northern Colorado. Say H-B-U. Houston Baptist did not win a game last year. But we still think they're going to be Northern Colorado. I like it. Wait, what? McNeese State at Montana State. I never said that Houston Baptist was. Oh, so who's going to oh, win? Well, Houston Baptist? Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado. Oh, okay. okay. McNeese State at Montana State. Montana State. All right. Utah Tech at Sacramento State. Utah Tech is formerly Dixie State. Why they have to change it? It's a long and complicated story. I'll tell you when you roll. What even are they? The Dixie Blazers? Something like that? There's the Utah Tech something. There's something Blazers. That's all I know. All right. Wait, who were they playing again? Sac, Sac State. Um, Sac State. All right. And Idaho is at Washington State. Washington State. Yeah, okay. absolutely. There we go. All right. Dad, your brother would be mad at me if I said Ooh, Idaho. That's a good point. Yeah, well. You, you made the right call, Washington State, on that one. Um, anything else you want to talk to us about? I want to go through the top three college football games, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. <laughs> well, who's going to win? Ohio State plays Notre Dame, so who's winning that game? Dang it. I know you want it to be Notre Dame, but it's probably No, gonna... I want it to be Idaho State, but... Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State. Oh, I think they're going to win by, think, like, a field goal. I think they're favored by more than that. Who does... Alabama play. I'm pretty sure they play Utah State. Well, who do you think is going to win that one? Alabama. All right. I don't yeah. know who Georgia plays. Well, I bet Georgia's going to win. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Georgia plays Oregon. Well, that's a good game to start Ooh. the season. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's one of those few games. I think it's, like, right, it's the Chick-fil-A kickoff, so it's, like, in... Yeah. It's Dallas or in New Orleans or because it's eleven seeded Oregon versus three seeded. That's right. I'm gonna give it to Georgia. All right. What was the best college football game you saw this weekend? This weekend? Yeah, you. I know you watched a lot of college football in between the other things. I we stayed were doing. up till midnight. I know he was. Oh, you watched? Really did you watch some of the Hawaii game then? Yeah, they got <laughs> smoked. <laughs> Who did they play? Vanderbilt. They played Vandy, <laughs> and they lost by fifty-three points. Yikes! That's brutal. Um, the best football game I would say. <laughs> The only one I can really think about is actually UConn versus Utah State. Yeah? Yeah, UConn ended up losing by like 10. Okay. There's the Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern. The that kind of made some headlines. Yeah. You are. Oh, no, um, 
you guys aren't quite old enough to understand this, but the Nebraska coach really botched that game. Yes. What does that mean? It means he made he a no, he made a call that really cost us the game. Was he the Los Angeles Chargers coach last year? Last year that did the timeout versus the Raiders. No, nope, he up was up eleven in the fourth quarter and kicked an onside kick that they didn't get, so it gave the other team a really short field, and they. Why do you kick an onside kick well, when you're up eleven? His thought was, if we get it, we're gonna. Game over. Game over. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances of you getting it? Ten out of ninety. Not even that. Probably like two out of ninety. Exactly. But then the other team gets it. It's a short field. Yeah, That's what happened. Touchdown or field goal. And then um, somebody, some random national writer said, Nebraska should join the Big Sky Conference. And no. The Big Sky Conference said, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> and we that have- was the most. We've seen we have thirteen of the weekend. Teams. Of the weekend. Yeah. We have thirteen teams that See, can James barely gets beat it. an FBS <laughs> like, team. I don't care if you're Nebraska. We have thirteen teams. We don't need them. What? Well, what if we kicked out four teams for Nebraska? If we kicked out four teams, who would they be? Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado. <laughs> we all hop um, right to Northern Colorado. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of them. I could. I mean, Northern Colorado and the California schools makes it kind of easy. And then you bring in Nebraska. I'm glad Southern Sac Utah's State. gone. Sac State, Davis, and Polly. Let them know. go join the WAC or something. Who knows? Easier travel. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? You guys going to go have a sleepover? Yeah. All right. Have fun. Don't stay up too late because you guys have a fantasy football draft tomorrow. That starts at 11. All right. All right. We're all staying right. up till 1. All right. Oh, my God. School starts on Wednesday, so you know, <laughs> in, in, enjoy these last minutes of summer, boys. Does it sound like I care? I, <laughs> you may not care. I care. I care about you not caring. All right, get out of here. You get out of here. Go. All right, Go. James. Go. All right. Uh, Love you, Bubba. <laughs> All right, you guys have fun. Stare down. <laughs> We're gonna cut that mic off. He's staring We're at cut me. Cut that mic off. Yeah, the no, mic's okay. not on Boom. anymore. You're good. <laughs> All right. That is how you do it. <laughs> Just storms out. God, you guys, and I'm. I am talking to you, the listeners. Have created a monster. <laughs> like this has gone to his head. Get your shoes on and get out of my house. Like go. <laughs> go stay at your friend's house. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> what is equally incredible here is that, like, he had the schedule, he had results, he had no notes in front of him. He was not reading off a screen or anything. None. <laughs> he was, yeah. Put a lot more prep into his ten minutes than I think yep. we put into the the remaining hours. Let's jump into. We don't really have a recap. Idaho State got crushed. Nobody else played this weekend. Yeah. No. No. There was. Uh, that was it. Yeah. I mean, and no notable FCS games really either. So. So I mean. The recap is limited. I want, let's talk about one thing. I think that they've ruined the week zero. Yeah. Like when the first few games of week zero, it was always awesome. And it was at like a place that a home stadium of a team that could do well. And they always had a good opponent, you know, and I know it's not going to be UM NDSU every year, yeah. but like they need to come, they need to get that back. But I mean, there was UM at NDSU and the next year didn't Eastern go to Jacksonville. I think so. And then there was another one. The next year, and I can't remember what that was. That might have involved. That one might have involved uh, maybe some CAA teams like James Madison or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
No, I agree with you though, Mike. I think like the week zero type stuff right now at this point, it, I don't know. It kind of seems like there was a couple body bag games and there, there was really no, especially. Well, it's just weird. There was like, no FCS I mean, versus it, FCS it, game. It was, it was fun to kind of talk about, sure. um, you know, some of the FCS games that were going on. And, you know, like Stephen F. Austin got crushed, which right. it, it's, it really kind of tells me that like if the season goes the way it should, it, it feels like there's like four teams that are legitimately good, maybe five. Right. And that's it. Right. Um, yeah, like you look at the scoreboard. Grand, there wasn't much even, but Austin P, Western Kentucky, SFA, Jacksonville State, Idaho State, UNLV, Duquesne versus Florida State, Moorhead State versus Mercer, and Howard versus Alabama State, and Florida A&M versus North Carolina. And really, none of them even that great or entertaining. So, yeah, it, not, the be- not the best week, I guess. You look ahead to the next one, and I do think I saw something that it kind of seems like things are starting to merge into more week one because there is a top 25 matchup, and I think that is one of these directional Illinois games or something where I think it's like Illinois State or somebody plays someone, and I'm trying to find it, and it has completely vanished from me. But, yeah, so we just there's not like a lot of marquee FCS games coming up, unfortunately. I think that's a marketing opportunity. That being said – I fall firmly into the camp that um, Grizzly pre-conference games should be night games. Oh, my God. Yes. Because the idea of frying in the stadium. It's going to be 91 degrees. Less, it, it, I mean, it's crazy, but it gets less appealing to me every year. Like, I don't understand why we do it. I also wish that they would play their away game or their play-up game on Labor Day weekend. Um, <laughs> Make or, for a better trip. Or do like a Thursday night. <laughs> so so you get one more weekend of camping. Yeah, again. <laughs> one more weekend of camping. It seems like simple things, but I mean, honestly, like it's we're, we're six days away from kickoff, right? And the day before it's supposed to hit 98, the day of right now is projected 91. That, That's it, in, the, in the 90s, that might it'd be an interesting trivia type question. The hottest game in the stadium. There have been some hot ones. And then on that field with the rubber and stuff like that, yeah. it's, it's 110. I like, mean, yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. We're complaining about simple stuff here. I know. But. And I get that there's probably <laughs> travel considerations and things like that too. But I just. Yeah, but we're playing a night game in November. It's easier to travel at night in September you know, than that, it is in first November. Week of, first week of school, <laughs> with new, new students on campus, like a night game, electric atmosphere. Like I just. So much more fun. I think we're missing opportunity, and I know that totally we have a coach that hates night games, so there is <laughs> probably that's a factor. But I'm just throwing that out there. Who was it that said like, if Bobby had his choosing, every game would be at 11 a.m. or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> just Does like, anybody yeah. listening doubt that? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, I'm excited, though, man. It is. It is. I mean, you know, I know we don't have anything to recap, and we had Riley on two weeks ago, give or take, right? Ten days ago. Yep. And we were talking, you know camp and everything like that but uh it's I, like we've been talking about all these points kind of all spring and all summer um you know o-line and running back and and all these little, and lucas johnson new qb and and just all these little spots but it's it's that that's the fun part about week one is we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of questions answered i think and my personal opinion and i mean these guys are gonna have to prove themselves on the field but what i've seen from the practices i've watched and from the talk i've heard from the coaches i think they're gonna I think they're going to prove it loudly. I think this this team with its with what I've seen from these the practices I've caught. Grant, I didn't catch very many in the second half of the fall, but uh, I don't know. Uh, these guys are ready to ready to go. They're ready to hit somebody. <laughs> so I like it. Yeah, I'm I think for it. I mean, I, coaching staff kind of has them 
on a, on like a real sharp competitive edge. Um, I, to the best of my knowledge, I think they came out of camp in really good shape. When you look at, you know, player health expectations and all those things, I don't think there was any, you know, tremendously major shakeups that are going to cause some problems in the future, you know, in the first couple of games. And yeah, you just, it, it's, there's been a handful of things going on. There's, you know, there's your kind of like summer events that happen, right? There's the GSA golf scramble that was just this Friday. There's QB club golf scramble a couple months earlier. Um, and you're just trying to read a few things. And I think, I think there's a level of confidence coming out of this team and out of these coaches that I haven't seen in, let's just say about 13 to 14 years. <laughs> when you heard Riley say it on our last episode, like, you know, get ready to appreciate it. Cause this feels like it could be special. And I think yeah. that, you know, you don't want to overdo expectations, but I think it's a chance to be pretty fun. I do have a question about the GSA scramble that you yeah. just said. Um, did everybody come out of that uh, injury free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, look, <clears throat> Kyle's incident. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just, our, our occasional right. guest host, Kyle Sample. Yeah, Kyle um, took a spill, uh, a slight spill. He's okay. He, he's okay. My understanding is he launched off of a golf cart. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the QB club scrambles are wonderful because it's a four-person team and two golf carts. So everybody fits nicely. So who was your team? My team was Kyle and then um, uh, my friend JR, the day before his yep. birthday, his yep. 40th. Happy birthday, JR. And then um, myself and then Todd, uh, who's a guy, uh, a friend that was on the team from last year, one of our ranch club guys. And then uh, a loyal pod listener, Jay. And Jay is one of our fires questions over to us. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jay joined up with us last year. We almost won the whole damn thing. Um, Joined up with us again this year. We had a lot of fun. We uh, apparently took third this year. So You know who didn't get asked to be on the team? Who's that? Me and Luke. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, we had last year's team intact, so we didn't want to mess with the winning strategy, Mike. That was that's, the goal the whole fine. way. <laughs> I, I would have just come and hang out. You would have just come yeah. and hang out. I mean, so, I didn't have any time last week, but I you know, would have considered it. The, uh, the, the GSA, I'll say this. I, the, I'm poking fun at them, but you get two carts and five people, so one person has to ride on the back. They definitely um, balance the thing out nicely because the GSA tournament is sponsored by Summit Beverage, and one of Summit's sponsorship through that event is select Summit beverages are um, available for for you to have and enjoy the day. And so uh, Kyle, on a sharp turn, headed into a hole, uh, made the wrong decision to keep his hand on a can of beer versus keep his hand on the back of a cart, (laughs) and uh, found himself on the ground. So um, took a tumble. But he actually, we were teasing him, and it sounds like he... Yeah, his neck was a little stiff or something. Did he get cleared from concussion protocol right away, or was that an oversight? It, well, you know, the, the concussion protocol, the GSA um, scramble, is not as strict as the National Football League as of yet. But this could be a case study that could launch them into better compliance. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Right. But we're hoping Kyle's out of concussion protocol soon and maybe join us on a pod eventually. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll work him <laughs> in. I'm glad he's all right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I know he was. I know he had a great time the rest of the day, and according to Jay, because I do believe there was a, a chance encounter that occurred at the Rhino at one a.m. after the tournament. So I know they definitely lived up the rest of the night quite well. Well, he, he was texting us today, so I mean, he's alive. He is alive. It's a good point. It's a good point. And it's that's a good thing because I really like his girlfriend. So I would <laughs> I would feel bad for her. She's a wonderful person. She yeah. um she was his Uber driver for the day. I do believe. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> 
Nothing else on the recaps. I mean, Lucas Johnson's yeah. going to be the starting QB. Yep. Um, presumably, Marcus Knight will be the starting running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, be the, yeah. The receivers, I mean, I think we'll know a couple of them who will be the starters, but we'll see who they kind of run out in their main rotation. Yeah. There's a little bit of an intrigue there, I, I guess. I mean, uh, my guess of what you see, obviously, Roberts, their guy, they took to media. I mean, he's... And then what? what's going to be fascinating to me is, like, is Malik Flowers a situational rotation guy, or is he finally as that oh, what is he sixth or seventh year guy now finally like is he is he starting um yeah but then you know keelan white junior bergen uh ryan simpson it's gonna be interesting. familiar faces in the wide receiver group you know tight ends same kind of thing as well too um fascinatingly i think it, what's been interesting to me is a lot of discussion right i think two-thirds of our questions were about the offensive line and i do believe um the group that they predominantly ran well, we didn't have one of the guys in spring, but the other four, and then the group that was kind of in the team drills through the summer, and the group that opened fall, I, to my knowledge, granted, like I said, I haven't caught recently, but I haven't heard anything otherwise, I think it's locked in. So for you know the whole mix and match and plug and play and see if these guys, I think the same set of five starters has been working together through the summer and fall. So that's good. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's nice that we kind of have two games that should be able to give a little bit of opportunity to find some gel. Yep. Honestly. Yeah. Three, yeah, three games. Yeah. And you know, two at home and yeah, the, the Indiana state road one will, you know, will be favored in that. So, but yeah, three games where we can hopefully, you know, these guys stay on the same page when they're not doing. Yep. The South Dakota game could be telling that, you know, they're, they're good. Different caliber than the other two pre-conference games. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, and then, you know, defensively, I, I, there's not a lot of question marks that we know on the defense. <laughs> People keep asking us about if we'll see a number 37 on the field. Presumably. Uh, <laughs> but um, Riley told us it'd be settled by now. Yeah, so, and it, Riley. And gogris.com is not updated, Riley. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously only a handful of positions being filled and – We'll see more depth. I think I would anticipate this Saturday there's going to be a heavy rotation of guys. I'm just taking a complete guess. This is, you know, this is zero inside information, but I would not be surprised if it's like, you know, two series with your anticipated starters, the ones you see on the stat sheet as the starting group, and then like a series with, and then we just start rotating and mixing and matching. And so, you know, one time your your linebacker group's going to be, you know, Wellnell, um, uh, O'Connell and um, and like Hill, and then it's going to switch out, and it's going to be Flink, and it's going to be Matthews, and it's going to be Jancaro, and and you're just going to see just a complete kind of like hockey line changes, guys going in and out every. So, um, la- last question on this for now because we're going to come back to kind of preview. The- Do you think that we will see the Bobby game plan where he wants to put all sorts of wild stuff on film, <laughs> yeah, or course. do you think we'll see the Bobby game plan where they do as little as possible? You know. <laughs> That's a good, good, good question. That's a that's actually a great question because the years we've seen the Bobby, okay, the, the double wide receiver tight end pass or whatever, like we play Eastern Washington in three weeks, right? Like we play a game where it's like we're going to be on the road, we're not going to be favored, or it's going to be something like that. And as we've looked at it in theory, the first six games at the minimum, like Riley said a couple weeks ago, presumably, barring anything completely catastrophic, Grizz might be double-digit favorites in every one of them. It could be a very vanilla game. <laughs> it could be a game where there's 60 rush attempts and 15 pass attempts or something like that. I feel that. like that's going to be it. I feel like he's going to try and send a message that the O-line can be dominant. Yeah. And- yeah. 
Yeah, you'll, and you'll not show too much of Lucas Johnson's athleticism. Yeah, but that's just a guess on my part. I mean, uh, it, I've it, been wrong before. I mean, you could see something where it's like Knight gets ten carries, Osmo gets ten carries, Harris gets ten carries, Child gets. You, know, you just go down the line, and it's just like load management for some of these guys, especially you know for Knight, where outside of practices, which you know isn't going to be the same level of intensity. You don't you know, guys intentionally like going low on you mm-hmm. in practice your own guys um it's gonna be a little bit of a different animal out there so just making sure that two years removed with a you know with the the repair that he's had to make sure those legs are you know eased back in so i wouldn't be surprised if you know marcus knight isn't like a 25 touches 150 yard type of guy uh for this game just because i i'm gonna guess they probably think they can run it all over the place and mm-hmm. and yeah and use everybody so yeah yep. Yeah. Not wrong. So let's talk uh, Big Sky Conference. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and then, so Perfect. I don't, do you, first of all, you've got Luke's picks, right? Uh, I can. Um, got him. Thursday night. There's lots of, there's four Big Sky games on Thursday night, which is great. I, I think it'll be, that's, I mean, I don't necessarily, I see maybe three intriguing games just for the sake of just wanting to see what a team looks like on this schedule. But I like that there's four is what I see Thursday. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know. None of those ones. One of them's maybe the kind of intriguing one. Um, it, it's just sometimes it's kind of nice in week one and two to watch a couple other Big Sky So teams. the thing that happens a lot in Big Sky Conference is that one of our not great teams will pull an FBS upset. Yeah. And people will be like, oh, they're, you know, <laughs> they're the next thing. And then they go nowhere. So I wonder which one of these teams. Well, my – Bet looking at this, and I I don't feel super confident in it. It could be Portland State, or could it be Idaho? I mean, I Washington State's got a good new QB. Oh, the Incarnate Word kid. Yeah, that's right. Brand new coach seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, um, So Western Oregon's at Weber State. Yeah, Weber's definitely in that game. Absolutely. And Luke says so too. He does. Yes. Uh, Northern Arizona's at Arizona State. So didn't NAU last year beat? Arizona? Yes. Arizona was awful. Yeah. Awful, awful. Yeah. And Arizona State, not as awful. Yeah, Northern Arizona. I just, Arizona State's going to win. I just don't I, see that. I would take Arizona State as well. Yeah. yeah. Portland State, San Jose State. This one's interesting. I'm trying to, San Jose State. Not to me. I think San Jose State's going to win. But San Jose, like, do they, they were, like, better last year, right? I just don't think that Portland State has the ability. It's like, they're such a weird. But they're. But they might have been at one point. So San Jose State was not good last year. Five, well, five and seven. So you're bowl eligible. <laughs> but, yeah. You know what? I am going to say Portland State wins that game for just some dumb reason. That's going to be the weird fluky win. All right. There we go. Portland State. I don't think we're even keeping track of these already. After yeah, we we're doing great here. Um, Cal Poly at Fresno State. Um, Fresno State. Interestingly. And so does Luke. That game has no TV links on the Big Site Conference website. <laughs> and, like, all these other ones do. Fresno, Fresno State probably has, like, some sort of Mountain West. Yeah, so it's not going to be on ESPN+. Yeah. Plus, but, I mean, it doesn't even it doesn't even mention that. <laughs> Sweet. Although what's kind of weird is that, like, McNeese State at Montana State also doesn't have any links for TV, and there's oh, no way that game's not going to plus. And, and honestly, not that I expect Cal Poly to be competitive. <clears throat> I want to see if Cal Poly looks like a football team. Yeah. Right, yeah. With I mean, this Bo rebuild, Baldwin, like, you know, it's this probably ninety percent of the guys on that roster are his at this point. Gotta be close, you know. Yeah. So, like, is he is he starting to develop a team, or do they still just look like a mess? I don't know. 
if don't they know. don't take a step this year, you got to kind of wonder <clears throat> if he's going to be able to turn that around, which is so weird. Well, if he was a three-year contract, this would be a second. I think with the half they, season, they quit thing, playing halfway through. Yeah, the yeah, that's right. So yeah, they'd be in. A, I mean, Fresno State's going to win the game, but that just that'd be one of those ones where it'd be like, you know, does Cal Poly come out there and pass for two hundred and fifty yards and like hold it kind of close and look like a team that's building? Or do they still just look like them? I don't know. All right. Northwestern State at Montana. We'll come back to that one. Yep. Tennessee State University at Eastern Washington. <laughs> the Dixie Raiders uh, are probably not going to win that. Is that what their name is? The no, Dixie I Raiders? just thought James said like, that. Oh I'm about at the table. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Uh, UC Davis at Cal. Um, Cal. Luke, Luke is on, on board with that pick. Luke too. has Cal. Yeah, yes, Luke's he does. Cal too. And so do I. <clears throat> Um, Houston Baptist at Northern Colorado. Uh, Luke takes Northern Colorado. Points out Houston Baptist was 0-11. All right. Houston Baptist almost beat our opponent, Northwestern State, last year. <laughs> this is their only close game they played. Um, I really want to take Houston Baptist. God, me because too. I just, there's so much about Northern Colorado that you're... <laughs> but Northern Colorado's good. Yeah, I mean, they probably will. What, the shards of what's left. And then we're going to have team. to listen to Northern Colorado to all seven of them. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> go off on like the corner has been turned Our back. Yeah. Well, and you know what'll happen too? <clears throat> they won't just win the game; they'll just annihilate, them, right? And yeah. they'll have and it's gonna be like they got the offense figured out, right? They'll be like we have the number one offense in the country, like after week one, and then you know three weeks later they've got the number one hundred and twenty seventh or something. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say at Northern Colorado. So does Luke. McNeese State at Montana State. Cats. Cats. Yeah, and yeah. Luke's cats too. Yes, right. he is. Utah Tech at Sac State. Sac. Sac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luke Sac. Yes, he is. Idaho at Washington State. Luke's got Wazoo, and I'm going to take Wazoo as well. Me too. Yeah. Man, there's nothing I'm even excited about. <sighs> right? I mean, so, like I said, the kind of intriguing games to me, <clears throat> like I said, that Portland State, San Jose, I don't know, Idaho, Washington State, I mean, probably not really no. Like Houston Baptist, Northern Colorado is probably like the biggest coin flip game, right? Yeah. Because yep. all these others, it's like incredibly lopsided one way or the other. You know, Davis versus Cal. Um, Cal's kind of in a situation, right, where they are financially as an athletic department, they're like hurting big time. Uh, this is this is apparently like what's kind of going on in their world with the collapse of the Pac-12. Yeah. And of course, UC Davis is supposed to be a team that is expected to be in the upper echelon of the big sky this year and a competitive school. Uh, that could be one one of those weird little ones where Davis could give Cal a scare or who knows? Maybe they could even beat him. I don't yeah. I gotta look it up real quick. I don't know how Cal finished last year. I I just don't know that I see it. Like I mean Davis is fundamentally strong. Yeah. yeah Cal was five and seven last year. Yeah. I just I don't know. You know, that could be just one of like I don't it, some of these set up to be these little weird ones where, you know, could UC Davis kick a field goal and win the game? You uh, know, it'd be entertaining. 17 to 14 or oh, something. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be a late night game, but it's a one-hawk Pacific game. Oh, yeah, cool. It's so not, well, it's not it'll be happening dark, yeah. while we play our game. Sweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of excitement. Couple of, a couple of interesting ones. Yeah, so then our night game will then be to go choose between Cats, Sac, or Idaho. That's not very intriguing. No. <laughs> I think that Idaho 
a Washington State game is still a pretty high payout for Idaho because they're. I think this is the last year of their oh. FBS contracts. Oh, cool. Okay. And those contracts are much higher. Crazy. Money. And I yeah. think that part of the rules are that these don't count as FBS games for Bingham. Contract was already signed. College, oh, weird. College football. Wait, it doesn't count. It doesn't count as playing an FCS opponent. Oh. Because they were FBS. Oh, so like signed the for Washington State, like it's like yeah. a. Yeah, it's a legit FBS. Okay. Sounds like. Nonsense. <laughs> that sounds like complete nonsense. <laughs> so you just pay people at the level of an FBS opponent, and it counts as an FBS win. Yeah, exactly. Hey, sweet. Lots of ways to lots of ways to get there. All right, <laughs> let's talk about the Grizz. Northwestern State. Let's what on earth do we know about Northwestern State? I know that it's Sunday, and you probably haven't even thought about your uh, game preview, but what do we need to know? Well, actually, Mike, I have thought about it, and it is up. On egress. I don't actually read egress. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> All right. So the Northwestern State Demons, they are, uh, you know what? We actually, as the as Grizz, we saw them in the playoffs I, I three remember. times in four year yep. span. Yep. I 01, 02, and 04 or something. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, they are, our Grizz have won all three games. We pretty much smoked them every single time. And, <clears throat> You know, last year they were they were not a not a great program. They won three games. Uh, maybe the only thing they can hang their hat on is of their three wins, two of the last three were their two of their last wins were of the last three games of the season. So they went you know one two and one down the stretch. Okay, right. uh, one of those ones was winless Houston Baptist, <laughs> and uh, the other one was against McNeese. So you know um, they have a lot of transfers. They they graduated or just had departure of a lot of guys on offense they have a starting quarterback that transferred in from kansas and that kid uh did not play save like three games and a handful of snaps over like five years or four years at kansas interestingly um someone pointed out um when the kid put his name in the portal uh we must have gave him a look because he's being followed by half the Grizz coaching staff. <laughs> so uh, no tweets about offers or anything, but definitely must have been There's a been slight Grizz consideration. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they just took a look at the kids. So 6'5", yeah. 220 pounds, uh, California kid. Looks a good-looking geek. Yeah. I mean, um, fascinating thing was last year's uh, Northwestern State team was kind of more of a running team. They had a dual-threat quarterback we played half the season, and as best I could tell, not a lot of media coming out of this this program. Unfortunately, um, I don't know if happened more and more. Right, football. <laughs> I don't know if the kid got hurt or if he just uh, got benched. Um, and then they brought in a different QB that was not as much of a dual threat kind of kid. Okay, um, five of their top six pass catchers do not appear to currently be on roster, so I know absolutely nothing Holy about their cow. receiving core. Um, and the other, like the other kind of weird thing now in the conference, of course, they're in is what that's the, uh, what is it? Southland, right? South, Southland, okay. Southland or South, yeah, Southland. Yeah. So the Southland has had a little bit of an exodus of late, right? Um, where you've got Sam Houston state's gone. You've got a few years ago, Texas state's gone. And so they now have like three new schools in that I couldn't even actually tell you who they are. Um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> But they, they've got eight teams, and in the preseason voting um, behind just Houston Baptist, uh, Northwestern State is, 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 is fifth, and Houston Baptist is sixth, and then seven, eight is like these two new schools I've never heard of. And so... Um, College football is so weird. Yeah, not, not a lot of uh, uh, expectation out of them, but they have this running back, um, 
uh, where's his name? Uh, Scooter Adams. He's number six. Okay. He played four games last year, and he's voted second team all conference for this year. So is this a case where he played four games last year so that he could have a red shirt? Well, he's he's labeled. I think he got hurt and then tried to come back in a late game or something. Okay. But um, he's a small little, but like uh, you know, catches. Got a lot of receiving yards. Got a lot of rushing yards. The year before. Uh, played in that you know the COVID season or whatever, and averaged over 100 yards a game rushing, but just playing four games and then I think getting hurt and presumably shelved for most of the rest of the season to come back in. And granted, a lot of a lot of unknowns with this conference, especially with having to add a lot of new teams. Um, being voted second team all conference based upon a body of work of just four games, where you know I know the Big Sky is a bigger conference, but did Marcus Knight even get any sort of all conference consideration? I don't actually know the answer to that. I don't think he did. Yeah. No, I know we got some running backs around the conference that get some recognition. But, yeah, so a lot of unknowns on the offensive side. Kansas QB, whole bunch of new wide receivers, expected to be good running back. That is, uh, that you know, catches a lot of passes too. So uh, a little smaller guy. So not not a, does not appear to be like a power run kind of team. Um, they have another quarterback that transferred in from Jacksonville. And then they've got um, – and they've still got one of the kids from last year. So – it, it, they just named the starter on Thursday, so we could see a couple QBs. I, hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <clears throat> defensively, a little bit of an interesting team. And so we talk about the Grizz O-line. They've got a 275-pound uh, D-end who is one of their all-conference players that uh, had, what do you have, um, nine and a half sacks and 12 tackles for a loss, I think it was, last year. So our two brand-new <laughs> – tackles on the o-line are going to get a face off against a big dude that's experienced and damn good so it's going to be a a a really fascinating and early test for our guys so that kid his name is isaiah longino and he wears number 33 so weird d d n numbers they've got a number 33 grizz have a number zero so but no number one (laughs) that's right Uh, they also have <clears throat> a corner and a defensive back that made all conference as well, too. So for their conference sake, which was a little bit of a pass-heavy conference from the teams last year, right, like Incarnate Word and Sam Houston and um, Southeastern Louisiana, they, uh, you know, they've got a couple of defensive players in the secondary that are considered to be pretty good. So no, not they don't appear to be slouches defensively. I just – you're really kind of wondering about what that offense is going to look like just with kind of a broad unknown. Okay. This is – and so – hang on one second. The other – clear my throat there. The other kind of odd thing that they've had happen, though. So they brought in – I don't know I don't know if it was the same guy, but they, they brought in either the offensive coordinator from Incarnate Word or an offensive coach from Incarnate Word to be their offensive coordinator. Last week, that guy quit. <laughs> the coach quit last week? Where did he go? Personal reasons? Is this kind of like the Eastern coordinator that like <laughs> I don't know. quit in the middle of the year? You know, so it's just he said he stepped down from his position for per- citing personal reasons. Received a bunch of praise from the head coach, so it doesn't seem to be a you know a, a, a questionable type of situation. Mm-hmm. And they promoted their like O line coach and run game coordinator. So a week before you go play the Grizz, with what I'm just assuming, if you bring in a pass heavy guy. And then you bring in a Kansas, the six foot five QB. I, I'm assuming you're looking to be a more pass heavy team, and then the guy leaves. So um, 
they're not going to nuke their offense and restart it with no, a week to go. You, you, so you're, it, you're in. You're married to it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but what it's going to look like without the architect of your offense in place, I I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and I think fascinating. it's going to be interesting, you know, tomorrow night, um, quarterback club, if hearing from the coaches, I'm just going to be really interested to see. I'm going to expect, you know, kind of the speaking line of, well, they got some new guys and they're working on a new system. And so we're just going to probably do some, you know, some of our standard stuff, see what they throw at us and then switch it up. Cause I just, I don't, I don't know if you can look at last year's offense film for them on offense and prepare for that, especially with all new pass catchers, new QB and a running back with four games under his belt. So yeah, uh, it'll be, I wouldn't say – I don't know if it will be a test for our defense when it comes to skill on skill, but it will be a test for them because they're not going to be able to expertly prepare for, for what's coming their way would be my guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, I forgot about – I can't make. I'll, uh, I'll stream it live. I okay. Guess, I guess <clears> they totally like it when I do that. <laughs> um, maybe they'll let me watch it. Gogriz.com slash QB club. They do have recordings. It's worth it. Yeah. They, they should have recording, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you can just catch it later. I hope so. There you go. Or you can call me. I'll update you. It'd be great if you would text me. <laughs> Live during it. Yeah. <laughs> Only not like play by play. Like if something exactly happens. <laughs> Tell all of Bobby's jokes by way of text. They'll no, land the same way, don't right? Do that. that sounds awful. <laughs> oh my god. That's not why I go. No, I know, I know. <laughs> uh yeah, so you know, I think we talked about it. It's gonna be hot. Um it should be exciting. I would think it should be over in the third quarter. <laughs> I would think it should be over before the third quarter, right? Well, like, but if if we're this team, yeah, they're that team. But that being said, first game, new quarterback, young offensive line, you're working out some kinks. It I, it could very well be one of those games where we don't score in the first quarter and yeah. be like, what the hell's going on? You know? Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. No, but we've had a lot of those game ones where. So what is it? It's. 13 to 3 at the half. And then the final score is, you know, 47 to 10. So know. last year, for all the anxiousness people had about. Oh <laughs> my God, beat Washington. Like, well, that, yeah. But no, I'm talking about as the season went on and like offensive design and how things worked and stuff like that. Nothing changed about the offensive coaching staff. So as far as no. we know, Rosie's still pl- calling plays. Yeah. And Pease is still just the senior offensive assistant associate head coach, wide right. receivers. Obviously very involved in game planning. Yep. Um, Fantasy. As the, fantasy's so that's too. the new wrinkle, yeah. right? Because fantasy was not there. Like, coach on game day, right? Right. He can watch the game, but he can't. Coach. Like he's a fan on game day, right? I don't exactly Quote, know. I, can he like I sit with that they coaches sit in, the in the box? Box, but he can't be on the sideline. But he can't be on the sideline. But I don't. And they can't partake game. in practice. They can watch, they can watch practice, and then consult, right? Yeah. And we just added a defensive consultant last week, week before, so. Yeah, th- those are the only. Well, and then interesting and we have a new safeties coach. So, but offensively, former yeah, former cat. But offensively, um, it's all the same guys with just some new consultation. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, but I I think in terms of expectations, I'm with you, Mike. I just unless if we feel like for some reason we need to throw so much on film for South Dakota, which. We can't take them lightly. No. I mean, they're a good team. They're just outside the top 20. There's a decent chance they can be ranked when they come. Yeah. I mean, real good odds. I don't know who they play. But, say but they, I mean, stuff could sh- sh- shuffle around a little bit, and they're like 26. Yeah. Because oh, so, you know 
the top 25 won't stay intact. No. So you're going to have something where, especially if you get something 20 through 25 drops a game. So South Dakota, let's see who they play. Kansas State. Yeah, so if they beat no. Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, if they beat Kansas State. <laughs> no. But, I mean, like, if they're, like, if they don't embarrass themselves against Kansas State and other stupid things happen, they could easily go from 26 to 20. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. that's not well, and out if they, of the realm. And if they lose to Kansas State, they're not Exactly. They're like, not no penalized. one's dropping them no. for losing to Kansas no. State as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, could it be something where we need to put a few things on film for them? I know it definitely seems like there's – there's respect for that team. Um, they're coming out of what is believed to be, well, not believed to be, the best conference in the FCS, right? Yeah. So, and competitive school, they, um, it could be one where maybe we do. But I, I still, I lean to a lot of run plays, a lot of short, medium pass plays, uh, maybe a lot of field goal attempts. <laughs> and that's another thing. I mean, so some of these things we're looking at is we've got, you know, our, our guy, Money Macias, is gone, right? Well, that's On what bigger, I was, I was just going to ask you. Is yeah. What are your three kind of biggest question marks? Yeah. Because um, mine are specialists Yeah, because we've got new ones. Yeah, all new. Uh, wide receivers, mm. just because how does it all shake out depth chart-wise and who yeah. steps up as I? I'm excited to see Mitch Roberts, Oh yeah. Um, you know, be the senior lead and go with that. Um, and obviously, all, I mean, mm-hmm. those are my three. I assume those are probably your three, too. Yeah, I would say so. I, I would maybe interchange... I don't. I don't want to say Lucas Johnson's a question mark, but we just don't know. We just don't know, and I think last year's offense just. I mean, with the running back injuries, unfortunately, it was just kind of dealt a hand where teams knew that basically making sure Cam or Chris doesn't get over the top of you too much, you're going to be in the game, and just seeing if Johnson is. Like we've talked about repeatedly, if he's more Dalton Sneed mm-hmm. um, with that offense. And you and I saw spring – I mean, there's spring scrimmage, there's spring practices. I've seen some fall. I've seen a lot of things I like. Um, but you and I, like we can attest to like when we saw like the ascension of Dalton Sneed, and I'm not meaning this as a, as a knock on Lucas, but like I just – I haven't like – I haven't seen that from him with this. Not that it's like he's been bad by no means. And again, I haven't seen like the last, I didn't, I didn't catch anything this last week. So, but sometimes you just see a guy completely just take off and run with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And in other situations, I will readily admit I've had practices where the starter is named and I'm like, what, who, um, I think Brandon Fisher was a good example where Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, he got the job over. I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, but because he's he's a fisher and he's coached and he was great, you know. So it's yep. just like you know, as a fan, I can I readily admit I I I don't I know maybe you're, you're a teeny sliver the of the whole story. <laughs> no more about the roster so, than, than we do. Yeah. So for me, I just I just really want to see like just the question mark. I I think it's there, but that's like that just kind of sits in the back of my mind. If if Johnson is the guy that we all that we've been hearing about and hope about, I think he is. I think he is. I just. I want to see it. So, but I'm with you. Like receivers make sense. O line, yeah, yeah. Um, kickers, yeah, because we've got. I mean, got a new punter. We got a new long snapper. We got a new. And I'm excited about the new punter, the yeah. kid from Kalispell. He's great. I've like who actually him. won the kick? Um, TBD. All right. <laughs> to my knowledge, wow. The okay. kid from Whitefish. I think so, but I think yeah, I think so. All right. So I, yeah, they've got. I mean, they have th- they have three kickers and one kid that does both kicking and punting on the mm-hmm. roster. So I mean, they've 
they've got more guys on roster at that position than they've had for a while. So I, I think you're right. We'll I see. just I don't know what it is with my luck with hitting practices. I mean, I don't I think last year I saw I don't life. think I saw Kevin Macias kick a field goal until. Well, I guess he missed the one in Washington, well, I was right? say, but he, he made didn't one. Start out like, because like, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone was nervous about kicking last year yeah. as well. well. He had to find his groove. Yeah, he did, and then he really found it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, those would be mine. You know, and on the flip side, um, things I'm excited to see. I'm really excited to see this defensive line. I I think they have been working on this group, and we've known we've had a good spot with Alfred and Governor, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive ends and just how different this position looks. I am I am really excited to see what a what this three man front can do and how they're able to navigate the defense with it. Could it mean now obviously Bear has built up a defense that is a high pressure defense, but with this kind of retooled, revamped um, defensive line, it's not really revamped, just maybe matured, right? Um, can they produce more pressure? No one expects three man front to be a high pressure unit, I don't think. But uh, you know, do we not have to blitz three or four? Can we send one or two mm-hmm. um, and uh, achieve the same results? What does that then look like on the other side? You know, that that kind of stuff. So I'm that's one of the groups where I am. I I I, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited about what they could bring, and I think it's kind of one of those ones that flies under the radar with this defensive scheme because it's the blitzing linebackers and safeties that kind of make all the all the headlines, but. Uh, God, they got a lot of good. They got a lot of good-looking dudes in it that are, you know, now fourth-year sophomores or fifth-year juniors. <laughs> and so, and so, like that. This group, like the other side, is. I think they're ready, and I, I'm just really excited to see what they can do. And this team's going to be a fascinating test because they're going to have, well, you know, yeah, a, a big, a big QB to get after, um, somewhat experienced O line, and a little some elusive running backs. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Should we go to questions? Or Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's without a game to recap. We kind of clipped through this so a little fast. Just funny. You know, people get a little little uh, express pod this week. Um, I got the website pulled up, so I'll start here. Okay. Album Grizzly says, since we dodged his question, like Peter Lafleur's shin splinter throw last week, he'll recycle. How much do you expect Lucas to utilize Grossman? He thinks he has the potential to be an All-American tight end with Kelsey-like playmaking ability. Cam seemed to use him well. The way I think, I think Lucas extends plays, I think Cole's athletic ability will help him get open more. I think that's exactly right. I think that a tight end who can move and is athletic, paired with a mobile QB who can roll out of trouble and run away, and as long as he can keep his eyes going, I think that spells great opportunity for a tight end. Like That's a perfect combo. Absolutely. Second most uh, second most amount of receptions and yards from the returning group of individuals catching passes, I do believe. All right. Um, Grossman's going to be, I think, heavily utilized. And not just, you know, a hand-in-the-dirt tight end, but... Yep. Um, no, we're high on Grossman. We have oh, been. Yeah, absolutely. Um, his non-serious question, <laughs> when traveling and going to a new restaurant, what is the first food item you look for on the menu? His is a bacon jalapeno burger. If a good res- restaurant doesn't have that, they already dropped a peg in his book. He says it would have been nice to get Riley's take on this, but it's not like I expect you guys to call him or text him and ask him while you're recording. That would be asking too much. Asking too much. Well, Alabama. (laughs) Riley responded to us because Riley and the Grizz Fan Pod are friends. Yes. Um, He says anything for the listeners. (laughs) Burgers is always the safe answer. He loves going to sports bars on the road trips and seeing the different styles and preparations of wings, which is... 
I can see some fun there. Um, but let's be honest. The first thing I'm looking f- to try is a local IPA. You had me until that point. I'm just not an IPA guy. Gotta be careful. We're in Missoula here. You can't hate on IPAs too much. I just, right? I just, I just said I'm not an IPA guy. <laughs> no, I know. Live and let me live. Either. You do what me you either. want. Um, uh. My first thing on a menu at a restaurant. I mean, the burger's a safe bet, right? Like, if they have like some like cool stuff they're doing with the burgers, like you, yeah. But the wings answer. The wings scares me. Right, like I like because you can really I like spicy wings, but if you get something where it's like this, you know, blah blah blah, and this and that. We Brent and I had lunch this week at a restaurant that will rename remain nameless, and their wings weren't impressive. Uh, Awful. Yeah, yeah. You you, and a place where you usually would expect better. Um, I think it was just a bad day. I don't think it was a. I I will be honest, and this isn't going to surprise you at all. I look for the soup. No, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I always want to know what my options are there because it's a safe space, and then I go on from there. Yeah. You know, for a while, like when it was a big thing, like the whole fish tacos thing and stuff like that, like if they had like some like unique type of things like that. But I definitely, I'm a hamburger guy. I, I never understood the fish taco. Really? No. Okay. I'll, I'll look, people are going to tell I'll me. I'll look for the type of fish because they're yeah. like fish tacos with tilapia. It's like, all right, pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'd look at that. But no, I, I go the burgers. That's, that's the go-to. All right. Next question. CDA Grizz. For oh, agents of real property. You have the chance to double end a deal for 25 million ranch plus mansion in Montana. Um, the buyer and seller have both contacted you, and the full commission is yours if you want it. But the property will be used exclusively to entertain and convince MSU recruits on their visits. We don't know what will go on there, but it will be so successful in convincing recruits that it will immediately lead to a decade plus of cat dominance over the Grizz, <laughs> including eight cat national championships. We're talking the Cats will start winning recruiting battles with top P5 schools. If you don't take the deal, nobody else will, and things stay as they are now. Also, you can't use the money for NIL deals for Chris Game <laughs> scenarios. Are you taking the deal? Well, no, because I don't do dual agency, first of all. So I'm not. Smart. Um, oh, I didn't second even of think all, about it. <laughs> second of all, not everything is worth the money. And it's not all about the money. It's about living a happy life. And my life would not be happy if the Cats had eight consecutive national championships. Me? Oh, my God. This pod would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There'd be. It's no question. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, hard pass. Yeah. I, 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 CDA came out the gate strong, though. Maybe a little too strong. But if this is a preview as to what we're going to so, get. It was interesting because as it went on, a couple other people were like, yeah. considering they have families, they'd take it. Well, nope. Um, and then somebody pointed out the NIL thing, so he went and changed it. Let's see. What else do we... Life is not her. How you deal with it, nurse? <laughs> what? All right. Um, and that's that's it on the th- on the thread here. All right. Well, we got a lot on Twitter here. So Twitter Twitter definitely... Um... And DePire will, will tell him you miss it. <laughs> Ray Lee wants to know what's going on with number 37. Seems to be confusion on who's going to wear it. Has four likes that Jonathan Claxton also tweets at us and asks, is the number 37 a prime number? <laughs> I thought that the Art R Cat Cast guys answer that Bobby Houck himself is going to come out wearing number 37. <laughs> I'll go with that at this point. Bobby. No, it's got to be Marcus Wellnell. If it's not Marcus Wellnell, they are opening themselves up to so much stupidity for weeks. It's been so weird. And it's funny. Uh, player photos are updated on gogers.com. And still nothing. Well, no, it's still marked as number oh two. Oh, my God. This is crazy. And you know what I didn't do? I should do it quickly. I don't know. The whole thing. 
but is is this just the goal of getting people to talk about it? I guess because like the, all the player photos, they're wearing a jersey, but I think it's cropped out enough where you can't see like so much their number. Okay. Let me see. I'm just loading up on my phone here. Yeah, you can't. You just see the Montana across the chest, so you don't see the number. But you got Marcus. Can't tell. No clue. So the mystery continues. And was there even a Great Grizz encounter? Or is that this I don't week? I think there was. If, maybe it's this week. I don't, I don't think so. Heard. So will there be a bunch of fanfare on Monday? Will we hear? I'm going to bet Bobby's going to get asked about it tomorrow night. <laughs> so, uh, Which is own fault. So weird. It's so weird. And, and we keep getting told that we're going to, you know, we'll hear about it soon enough. You, yeah. It's going to get sold out. So, yeah. okay. Uh, Royce Bidwell asks us, um, unexpected, unexpected concerns, question marks, and good surprises going into the season. Um, so he points out his concern. I don't know if he says this is his concern or is using it as an example, but quarterbacks throwing too many interceptions, surprise, quality, depth in the secondary and wide receiver, um, and a lot of big plays made by fonts. Okay. So unexpected concerns or big surprise. I mean, I know I kind of talk D-end, hmm. D-line. I think the secondary depth is is one that... I mean, yeah. unexpected concern maybe would just be if our four safety scheme got exposed last year a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, I'm struggling. would fall into this category. Unexpected concern. It's kind of hard to answer because I'm yeah. not expecting. I mean, that could be the thing, right? Uh, Northwestern State, uh, presumably by design, a pass-heavy team. They come out and hang 300 yards in the air on us. <laughs> you know. Well, that'd be something. Whoops. <laughs> you know, especially with... Uh, the amount of accolades in our secondary. I don't see it happening, but if it does, there you go. There's something. Uh, you know, surprises. I think we've talked so much. Um, I think I think Cole Grossman is kind of a known name to like a lot of Grizz super fans and stuff like that. But I, I, you know, we keep talking about him a little bit. But this is a kid. I think I, I don't think he's like unexpected anymore. No, I think people um, expect him to take that next step. Yeah, you know, I mean, some of these guys where I, I definitely think. The coaches know what they've got, but just their their name doesn't get brought up as much because there's in media and fans' eyes there's a little bit brighter lights around them, um, like a Keelan White, where everyone's talking about oh Fonts is the darling uh, young guy of camp, and of course you got Roberts and Flowers and um, you know Keelan's just this guy like he's there. I think he could be someone that all of a sudden it's like oh yeah like before his injury last year like he was really coming on stuff like that yep yep um i think some of these what and again come back to it time and time again but watch special teams see those guys that are you know making the the jancaros and the um the gradneys and these guys that uh are making big plays there because that's going to translate into um success once they pop into the starting roster as well too so yeah all right uh colin grote um bringing up about Northwestern State losing their original OC, would you hammer the Grizz plus 35? That's not them. I don't know. <laughs> no, I would absolutely not hammer the Grizz plus 35. They probably don't have a line out yet, right? Yeah, but no way. Like, no. That seems like too much. That's too much. Especially if it goes boring, Bobby. Yeah. Like, run it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Green Sleeves Gingerbread. Ask us if we can wildly speculate on the Grizzlies' future now that the Pac-12 needs to rebuild. Boise State, Montana, Montana State? I think that the remaining schools of the Pac-12 are going to be to do that. Now, if the Pac-12 gets raided with another four teams to create some mega conference, what's left, they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah. I still don't I see mean, where Montana lands. I think the only FBS 
option for Montana is if Montana, Montana State somehow got invited West together. I think that's the that I mean the I I'd say the bigger scenario is if the Pac-12 in some quest for survival raids the Mountain West, and then the Mountain West has to raid the Big Sky. <laughs> that's just, like, what are they gonna like? That's just I. That's so bizarre. It's weird. Um, I mean, years ago, I was told by an administrator in the UM that we would be dumb to turn down an invite from the Mountain West. We as a, I tend as to a program. And I think they looked at it from the broad picture of TV revenue, basketball competitiveness, yep. um, staying on par with peer schools, mm-hmm. uh, especially if we start seeing these, you know, like if, yeah. So, um, you know, is so... Um, that seems like the most likely scenario. I just, you, you probably don't have another FBS conference in the making in the West, you know, like a new one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that seems to be the, probably the better bet, I would guess. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll come back to Silver Tip Nation's question later. <laughs> uh, Adam Clinch was uh, asking a question about the, the Northwestern State uh, 2004 playoff game. He thought it was the one uh, under the lights, but it was actually the next week. Um, fun fact, Northwestern State quarterback at that time was a guy named Craig Nall. Craig Nall, Craig Nall. went on to back up Brett Favre okay. yep. uh, for a handful of years. So, uh, yeah, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, but Adam also asks us who is going to lead the Grizz in yards. I'm guessing this isn't just for the game. To, okay, I don't know. Take a guess. Who's gonna? Which receiver will lead in yards? What receiver will lead in touchdowns i bet grossman leads in touchdowns and even though he's not a wide receiver <laughs> oh it's gotta be wide receiver he's, i don't know we could bend the rules well, i mean <laughs> i think i think, I think the guy that will catch touchdowns. the most touchdowns on the it's team called is grossman. grossman yeah <laughs> um i as far as receivers go i bet mitch roberts has the most yards and the most catches Absolutely. Um, because i think he'll be the most consistent and i think that you'll see a lot of spreading around the opportunities totally agree I, roberts is the 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 most reliable, experienced guy in the core, and I think yeah. I'm going to guess Johnson gravitates to that. I I yeah. feel like he could be a five five catches a game guy at the end of the year. Five catches, sixty yards. Yeah, you know, and touchdown, touchdown here and game. there, and it's yeah. like a couple games might be better, a couple games might not be as much, but I just feel he'll be consistent, and I think that they'll spend half the season cutting other guys through. Yeah. Now, once we get through the end of the playoffs, I can see one of the other guys leading in yards because I bet you by that point. Someone will have really cemented themselves as. Do you have like a fonts or white or flowers? Just like really yeah. locks it in. I I kind of think it'll be flowers, but I know a lot of people fonts are white. So. I can see it again. You know, experience. See, I like that you're leaning on the seniors. Finally, Mike. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Forward sixty one. Tom is asking if we rush or pass for more yards in the home opener. And who do we think will score the first touchdown of the 2022 season? Marcus Knight. Marcus Knight. And I'm and we rush for more. Okay. To be different, I'll say Lucas Johnson runs one in. Ooh, there's one. Um, and we most definitely rush for more. <laughs> if, we, if people really wanted to go with what we've talked about, the, these two pods, it would have been Cole Grossman's. <laughs> All right. Already some Packers hate from Montana Parlay, so that's great. Necessary. Um, very unnecessary. How Montana Parlay doing this week? <laughs> for being an expert, buddy. Uh, Luke Rounds asks Northwestern State stands a chance against this defense. Do you think they will even score a point? Uh, how many points do you think the offense will put up? I bet the offense puts up like 35. And 
it's possible that they don't score a point. Like, that is a different level of competition, and this defense is for real. Now, you could see there being, like, one of these things where the first drive is, like, this fluke, we're not gelled together, and they mm-hmm. go score, and then just shut them down the rest of the way. But yeah. um, I wouldn't be completely shocked if there was a shutout. I doubt it. That doesn't usually happen in a situation like this, but I wouldn't be completely shocked. They're pretty rare, and I think if the Grizz really get rolling and we're up, 30 plus points in the fourth all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of freshmen and sophomores on the field yep. um and does northwestern state reciprocate or do they say we are a brand new offense we're keeping our we're starters keeping our in so in. we just keep this going yep. uh my my score projection was uh 42 17 um right. i think of the 17 points probably 10 to 14 of those come what did the Chris defense average given up last year uh, you had to ask that question, didn't you? They I'm just average, 17 no, I, seems high. You're, you're, <laughs> uh, yeah, 15.3. So you think Northwestern State <laughs> is going to outscore the average given up uh, last year by oh the defense God. that's supposedly better this year? All right, okay. Nope, you're, you're locked nope, in. It's, I'm locked you in. You are locked in. <laughs> I believe you've already published that somewhere. <laughs> I so have, yeah. Let's just put a pin in this, oh and we'll God. revisit it next week. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair, all right. fair. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, Curtis Wallace, excellent question. Uh, we will uh, catch me at the tailgate. We'll we'll have a we'll have a beer over that one. Um, I like the idea. Um, we have a question about um why, why uh Ramathorn is wondering why uh we did not know there was a Grizz NIL collective until Sam Herter uh, told him. Uh, so am I not paying attention or no, are they laying low? You, uh, can we get someone? Uh, you're not not paying attention. Get them on. Uh, I had heard that somebody was working on it, um, but that they didn't necessarily want to be public until they really felt like they had their stuff together. Cause there's no money to give this year to any NIL. Um, but it is kind of odd that Sam heard it tell you that. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I, met, I don't know, but if the cats can do it, the Grizz can do it. I, know. I, I met the organizer of it. Friday, All right. um, it it was a quick chat. Uh, he had a little information card, handed it out. Very cordial, good info. It was quick, easy. It was basically a nice little elevator pitch, well prepared. Um, this is my personal take, but it feels like the cats were very well organized in their rollout, and it felt like we needed to respond with something that's maybe not quite seventy percent right. of the way there. <laughs> right. That's my guess. Right. And apparently, did you know the what is it? The name of it. In is the I V O V I is four oh six in Roman numerals. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that tells you maybe there's a little bit more thought that went into this. Well, I first saw it because the other one's like right, like the cats, right? It's like the Bobcat and I O collective. It's like hmm, creative, but that is like wow, what the hell does this even mean? But in Roman numerals, it's four zero six. So creative. Yeah. Took an explanation to figure it out. Um, yeah. Uh, Southeast AK Grizz is wondering, Mike. If we are both as excited as the return of football season as he is, <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm not as excited yet. I I'm not fired up yet, and I well, think it's the thought of going and sitting in that 90 degree stadium <laughs> next week. Put this on you, Kent. That's Brent's fake. I'm joking. It's it will joke. be. I, no, it's I, not. I his think fault. once the, the TV kickoff kick goes and the cannon goes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I am excited for this season. Yes. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I think. It's been a few years. We don't have a big early game to circle, right? South Dakota could be, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have the big circle game. Then 
the more heated conference games are on the road, Sack Weaver Cats. And then the other one, the not rival, but as close as they feel like they want to be rival, Eastern, is expected to be bad. Like, maybe not bad this year, but they're not as expected to be as competitive as they've been before. So you can look at a few things where it's like, our first two games, it's going to be at night. That stadium's going to feel like 100 degrees, you know? And it's like two teams where South Dakota, I mean, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about South Dakota next week, but it's just like you just don't get excited about it in the sense of North Dakota State, Washington, Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. um, any of that. Uh, so that just that ramp up to that um, doesn't seem to be there. And then you just don't have that game where it's like, okay, you name it, October 3rd, Weber's in town. And that's going to be the game that sets off the rest of the – like you just – you don't have that feel. And sometimes it's the way it goes with the schedule. And the other thing we don't know is – and this seems to happen every single year in the conference. What if when we go play freaking – now, that's a bad example. What if when Idaho comes here, they've lost one game or something and, suddenly, and they're ranked and like suddenly they have it just going. Like it could happen, right? But it's just right – Sure. Yeah, I, you know, give the Tubbs guys a little 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 – sliver of hope but yeah so you look at the roster it's like all the home games it's it's a little kind of ho-hum right now yeah so i mean that could be the preseason is just not like i think south dakota mate it should be a good game but it's just it's not an exciting preseason but the trade-off is you feel like you should have three wins walking out of it so yeah yeah so it's i don't know i mean i i can and right like like before we kicked off the pod where you're like i was like we got a game saturday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like for me like i haven't even gone through my tailgate stuff like it's just like all these things where it's like all this stuff like piles upon you where it's like i've got I've got five days to order some kegs and buy some hot dogs you know yep. and, and yep. do this and do that so it's kind of crept up i felt like it's crept up but i think you're right i think once you get in that stadium they the you the the and the excitement definitely seems to be there they have already set a record number of season ticket holders or they announced they were super close and i think they pushed through it so we now have had we have more season ticket holders this year than we've ever had in the stadium. Um, I believe I hope I'm not revealing some big insider thing, but I think QB Club has blown through the drive to 500. I hope so. Um, if that like their official versus anticipated or something like that, right? Um, so like obviously the season ticket sales, the 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 booster support, the the collective, all these things like. It feels like it's there. So maybe we just need to get in that stadium. Yep. Sweat our ass get off. Get it going. Yep. Get it going. <laughs> Watch some hits and away we go. Uh, all right. Uh, Thomas Dennis, offensive line sounds like they're getting better fairly fast. Um, does anyone has anyone seen Botkin kick? He has all the social media hype or can he kick? So this Botkin kid, we have a Botner who's on the O-line and Botkin who graduated Frenchtown High School. I have not seen him kick. He is a TikTok star. Oh. He has he, he like he has hundreds of thousands of views. Whoa. <laughs> and he's doing all these trick shot kicks and all this stuff. Um Yeah. He can kick. I don't think he was our starting kicker, but um we'll have to see. The guy that does trick kicks on the internet seems exactly like the guy Bobby would want to be the kicker. <laughs> right. I mean yeah. <laughs> uh, go, okay. Go, uh, oh, uh, O line getting better fairly fast. I mean, like I like you, I, I don't op- know what we're basing that on. I mean, like <laughs> I open the pod, like it's the same group, so they haven't fallen apart. And you could you can interpret it two ways, right? They got better, or the backups are so bad 
that holy shit, this is all we got. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out real fast because Northwestern State has a respectable defensive line and good linebackers too. Uh, okay, go Grizz or go home. Wonders if on the season we pass for more or rush for more. And all he's hearing out of camp is how good the wide receiver room is. Like we talked about that with Riley or Brent P has made those comments mm-hmm. that it's some of the best group he'd had. I personally think we're going to just rush for more. I just think. I bet we end up passing for more. You think so? Well, it's a lot. It's easier to. It's an easier bet. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think rush for more. I just think this team is built to be a running team a lot more. Okay. Kyle Dyrude. Since we are going to murder Northwestern South Central College of Obscurity on Saturday, other than Grizz Cat, what are you looking for? What game are you looking forward to the most this season? Um, I like the Eastern game just because I want to beat them again. Yeah. Weber and Montana State. Yeah, Weber. I mean, I'm looking forward to that sack game just because I yeah. – one of the very few schools in his return that Bobby has not – in the conference, maybe the only, that Bobby has not beaten. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Silvertip Nation's wondering if we have any final words we'd like to say on behalf of Nebraska football after getting buried by the Big Sky Twitter account. <laughs> that was great. What I will say is I love that from the Big Sky Conference. It's amazing. I love I it, too. I think that you know, it should be permission for some of the teams in the league not be that. Yes. Like, you know what? If it's there, take it. If that shot's there, you take it. I mean, it made like The Athletic, and I think ESPN was sharing it, and... um. It definitely, uh, it definitely got, uh, it got a lot of attention. Uh, and Nebraska, like, there wasn't their coach talking about like all the big changes and all the all the stuffs in the past and all this, and then they they hop out and lose week one. So, yep, I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm trying to center around one more question here, Mike. Yeah, and you know maybe we'll just hop to it another time. It's kind of hiding out on me here. So, um, oh wait, no, I had a, we had a PM uh, Justin. Uh, last year, Junior Bergen had a breakout freshman year. Who do we think the breakout star is this year? It doesn't have to be a freshman, just star. You know, my thought offensively. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, I was talking about Keelan White earlier. I think, I think he's just a guy with the experience and consistency, assuming health. I think the thing that I like about Keelan is he plays both in the slot and outside. Like he plays all spots on the field, where some of these guys. Um, just don't. A little more and, locked in. Yeah, like you're not probably putting Ryan Simpson in the slot a ton, right? Uh, maybe you are. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but Interesting. I'm going to say, <laughs> now that I think about it, I was like, well, Ibu did that with uh, Lebo Jones, so maybe we should. Um, I think Keelan could be a guy on offense that uh, is just, you know, a name a lot of people recognize, but by midseason he's, a, he's kind of a someone that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. And I will also say, even though he has blocked the Grizz Fan Pod account, I think uh, AJ Forbes is like the enforcer that we love to watch. I just don't beat understand the hell out of that. everybody. What did we do? <laughs> we found his sales stuff and we talked about it. Like I don't like. I don't know what we did. He's probably busy prepping for the season. All right, so we it's can't. It's not pre- worth bringing it up now. So for 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 February. Yeah. No. Still blocked. All right. <laughs> But I could be wrong because I'm searching names up here. <laughs> but uh, I think his dad or our so, brother follows us, so maybe he could ask him and send yeah. us. <laughs> if somebody is a list of Forbes family member, what did we do? <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> We're pretty non-controversial here. I would think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's, I do believe it's, let me just check to see, make sure. Cause sometimes we get these weird, like people like retweet us 
I don't think we got anything. So that's our questions. I know we had a few that uh, we did not fully hit on. Um, that is in due time. Pod secret that will be revealed at my tailgate party. Even though uh, Mike probably won't be there, but uh, yeah, probably you know. won't be. Um, so come join the Shelby gathering and otherwise and we'll try to answer some of your other questions there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I had a score projection. I said mine 4217, which I now hate now that you completely put me on blast. I think 350. 35-0. Nice. We'll see what happens. All right. Anything else? I'm good there. This I is a good one. I hope that everybody likes the express pod nature of this. Don't get used to it. It's just we, we didn't have anything recap-wise to talk about this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, next week we're going to have a game to recap. And hopefully, hopefully. Recap and, you know, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have, dive in with actual, like, yeah. real I mean, we'll events have, from the game to talk about. We'll have Big Sky Games recap. We'll have FCS games. Hopefully Luke will be back with us. Um, you know, maybe we bring in a guest. Maybe we Kyle off the IR. We do yep. something like that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Figure it out. We'll get her going. But like we tweeted as well, too. I think everyone's probably realized this by now because you're listening to the pod. Our goal is to record Sunday nights instead of Monday nights. So be thinking of your questions. So think well, of your questions. Not necessarily a little social early. mediating us on Sundays, but be thinking of your questions. Be thinking of them. And, you know, obviously this is a benefit to you, the listeners, because this gives you one extra day of GFP before the kickoff. So it actually gives you one more day to spread out the three hours. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Perfect. All right. Hey. We got a game this week. Yeah, we do. All right. So if we know you, we will see you there. Yeah. If not, we will be right back here next week for another round of uh, how long can we go on the Grizz Fan Pod? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Brent, go Grizz. If we know you, we'll see you soon. If not, uh, we'll catch you later. Go Grizz. Fight on.